this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Hill Episode, Episode Shout out to the newest signing of different styles, <laughs> intergalactically. He goes by the name of Keith Cool. Keith Cool. <laughs> Instead of Matthew, he has an album just named Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> the three T's. Or Hugh. Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of H-U-G-H, it's H-E-W. Yeah, is Hugh. Hugh short for anything? Is it short for Matthew? Hubert? Is it I think it's Hubert? Um, 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 maybe Umberto? It's funny when I see a white dude named Hugh. Like, it's not a, you're not aptly titled for your skin color. Aptly titled is <laughs> a good, title. is a good a- album title. title. Yeah. That's the uh, Keith Cool album. Keith Aptly cool. titled. I want to start by saying uh, I was teasing it on the last step. I went to that Originator show. That was uh, Tony Touch, Stretch Armstrong, Clark Kent, D Nice, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, but it was uh, it was ridiculous lineup, amazing. Say Prince Paul. It wasn't Prince Paul. I'll I'll have to pull it. I'll I'll look later. Um, Cole, you'll appreciate this. I was outside smoking a cigarette, and a dude bummed a cigarette for me, and I recognized that he was someone famous. Got a little starstruck. Nothing major. But then I played it so smooth and I said, Oh, I know you. You used to DJ for Head Rock. Oh, shit, really? Uh huh. That's right. You sent the picture, right? Yeah, and then he uh, and he looked at me funny and I was like, Oh, and you're Jerobi from a Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's like, That's like fourth on the list, dude. <laughs> and he's like, Yo, are you from DC? I was like, Yeah, I hope, you probably don't remember it, but I opened for you at, like, at some show on U Street and we started bullshitting those. Awesome. He's a very cool guy. Yeah. Uh, cool Herc was in the house, too, just chilling. So I got a plan to get you guys out there. I think they're doing it every month at Santos Party House. Wow. In Chinatown. Was Herc DJing? No, he was just hanging out. Okay. I think uh, that reads somewhere that Jerobi's a chef. Yeah, they do a thing. It's like Taco Tuesdays. Okay. It's some event that he does. They play Tribe, and uh, he cooks up food, different food every time. They play I Left My Well in El Segundo on repeat all night. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like a remix version, though. It's like I left, I left my taco the, in El Segundo. I left my poblanos. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I can be prone to hyperbole, so take this, consider the source. But I do remember Jerobi being just like the nice, it's just such like a, an effusively nice person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the guy's name that we had on that did the adult rappers documentary? Ball, Paul, Ian Aquino. Yeah. They've got great Jerobi footage in that, if you remember. Right. right. That might be why you're thinking. He does come off as just a really fucking cool guy. I did, well, I remember talking to him in D.C. 
They're like, don't you DJ for Head Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Using my line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did a track with um, Drez from Black Sheep. Okay. Recently? Yeah. Okay. Produced by uh, Peyton Locke. Okay. Oh, really? Nice. Super dope. Okay. Yeah. Yo, Peyton Locke is a good follow. I, that's something I, I feel like we could start doing for shout outs. He's a good uh, follow on Instagram. Yeah, because the illest vinyl. Yeah, he just finds like just super gems. I feel like DJ Cam One's Who are you? crew mystery sound recordings. Yeah. I hit him up. I was like, where he just puts these like most spaced out psychedelic pictures. I was like, where are you getting this stuff from? Yeah. And he gave me a couple of sources, but they're a good follow. Oh, he revealed his sources. He did. Mm. Yeah. You know who well, else is good is the dude that looks like Cole in People Under the Stairs. There's two okay. guys and people under in the stairs, and one. Why don't looks you guys a, have a group together? Thez one, one looks a lot like Cole. Yes, that's his name. Is mm-hmm. it Thez or Fez? Thez, Thez. right? T H E S. That's not. I forget what his instant. It's like he has an interesting Instagram name. I'm sure you can still find it if you search Thez One people. I know. I know two things about Thez One. Nazis, Mike. Two two things about Thez One. Three things. One Nazis, Mike's. Right, and one he's Nazis, Mike's, and the other two are that he was on. Price is Right. So if you Google, yes, there's one on Price is Right. I think he made it to the finals. Potentially lost in the finals. And wow. then the other one is that there is a there is a beat battle between him and Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas. Wow, that is epic. Does he smash him? It was pretty. It, they were both pretty good. I mean, okay. To be honest, like. I thought that Will I Am's beats were a little bit better. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't make that much money from music without having any talent. Yeah, but this know? is this is probably before. Well, maybe right when Black Eyed Peas were about to blow up. Yeah. So, can I tell you something funny about lookalikes? So last night uh, I was hooping and I organized it. So I had asked like a couple of people to bring guests. Yeah. And this dude showed up. He was like a. It's kind of hairy, but not too hairy in the way that I'm too hairy. We kind of looked alike, but he was like a lot more handsome. Mm. And then he started wetting left-handed jays. I was like, we got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> <And he's laughs> up I'll, be, I'll, I'll be obsolete in a week. This guy passes. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's not sweating. <laughs> he's, he's playing defense. He's not screaming at people to V-cut and pick up basketball. There is a, uh, a line in, uh, what, what song is it? The Don't Shoot Cole line. Oh, right. So don't shoot, bro. Right. So there's a line that w- in the song where he, where Cole says, don't shoot, bro. Right. That, like the throwback right. to the police brutality or whatever, right? Is well, that- no. So the song's called Binge Thinking. Right. And it's about uh, the public school system. It's available on seasmikes.bandcamp.com. Solid. Solid. But it's a reference to like school shootings. School shootings. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like it's a reference nope. to Don't Tase Me, Bro, but with shooting. Right. I thought that's what it was. It's pretty old. At that, that that sounds about right. The okay. timing of it sounds right. But when you're performing it to the audience, you're assuming that they know the don't. <laughs> they so have don't no shoot, idea, bro. And then you drop in, don't shoot, Cole. Right. Like they understand that you, the way you play basketball. Right. <laughs> so right. Like it's, <laughs> it's like so during the show, you like it. It works on so many levels. <laughs> there's there's two people. I fuck with C's on the stage. Don't fuck with Cole on the court. So the audience is thinking. I know that Cole gets this weird type of jealousy when he sees people wedding left-handed jumpers. Oh, yeah. A, you just catch people off guard, but B, and I'll use the lyric to describe it, lefty with a pen, righty when I shoot. Yeah. Mm. Well, on the on the baseline, like you forced me left is one of your lines. <laughs> you know the ill part about it is uh, I can't... That's a crazy line. The left 
in basketball, it's the footwork that screws me up. Like you just are doing the mirror opposite of what you do with your right. You're pushing off your right leg to go to go left. Every time I shoot left-handed, like my footwork's just off, and people are laughing. I'm like, yeah, I'll be laughing there, when there I'm was like one six-month period in my life where I got really comfortable with left-handed layups yeah. when I was playing a lot of hoops. Yes, yeah. but it is uh, the opposite of riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, right. I would, I would hit two for right. ten if you gave me the ball right. Yeah. I also haven't hooped <laughs> since I moved to New York, unfortunately. Not once? Not once. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to play this summer. I'm going to try and play. Okay. Outdoors? Are you looking for some indoor action? I honestly, um, I've seen there's places where I could play, but the last thing I want to do is get on a court with people that look like they're balling a little bit when I haven't played in like yeah. three years. Yeah. So I need to at least just get out on a court with the ball and make sure that that you know that eight to fourteen foot baseline jumper is still clicking, like uh, like it always did, and then I'll feel a lot better. Then I might be able to jump out there and just try and play some. Defense. You need to get the air balls out of your system, pretty much, and get those the first back. few air balls. Yeah. yeah, you remember his nickname when he was playing down here, Captain Midrange. Yeah, Midrange. You yeah, couldn't mid-range. give him the from ten to sixteen feet. It was just it was like a layup. Yeah, you got to give it to Chuck. I mean, I think we had some three point contests back in the days, and Chuck would Chuck would knock him out the park. Yeah. Steve always beat me one on one, but the reason I hung around was I would hit, I'd frantically hit three yeah. twos in a row and be like, it'd be like eight two, and then I'd be like, tied up. You know, it's an odd thing, and I think about this from time to time, just in terms of things you do repetitively. Like, you know, I'm not a great basketball player by any means, but like, I'm not going to airball a whole lot. Yeah. There'll be game, I'll hit like three in a row, and then just add a no ball out of nowhere uh airball a shot yeah like, why doesn't that happen every time right or like when i'm driving and just like completely space out I'm like why doesn't that happen more often you know what i mean yeah yeah fuck your head up so, yeah i mean i wonder if part of it too is you just like your mind once you get comfortable with something your mind just sort of goes on cruise control mm-hmm. whereas like when you when you're doing something fresh you you know that's why like i think the first five minutes of of the first game of the night even if you're playing pickup ball all the time everyone is locked in like if you're doing yeah, a seven and nine session heavy. that yeah. 8 30 game people are right. thinking about like where they're gonna go to dinner on the way back as they get dusted like james harden on a give and go right right, right. you know honestly but it takes it usually takes me a game or two to get the old back piece loose so 8 30 <laughs> i feel like it's my time to shine you're clicking. <laughs> everybody else is going downhill i'm like we got three more games right fellas right you also settle into your moves, you know? Yeah. You're like, I've done that same move three times. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what move I'm about to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, can we get a show synopsis? You've done a couple shows since sure. the last... Sure. Yeah. Sure, you've done two at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, April 10th, they were both Sundays, and the first one was with... Who are you? Sadistic of Fake Four, and he's a homie I met through Idea... And there were some other people on the bill that were very interesting. A guy named Megaran. Who are you? Who I think we should get on for an interview. Um, he's got a great following. Very unique style. Um, does a lot of sort of video game themed beats. Um, but I actually texted him. I was like, yo, I've been listening to your CD and it's refreshing to hear someone who has a positive outlook and also has skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can rip shit, but he's not like a downer like some people I know. Yeah. Um, and then... There was another guy named Josh Eppard, who's a singer. I'm sorry, the drummer for a pretty big band. Okay. I can't remember the name of the band. Like, Casey saw the flyer and was like, yo, who's that? That dude. I know that guy. I was like, oh, awesome. Wow. Uh, so, and he actually was really dope. 
um, he pulled me aside. He's like, I really liked your set. Like, would you mind giving me feedback after my? I was like, this dude's going to be whack as shit. And then he got on stage and killed it. I told him, I was like, I have, what the fuck am I going to tell you? You've actually made more than a buck 80 out of music. I thought you were great. Uh, his name was, uh, so it was, I thought it was word science because it was like three E's. Uh, but maybe he said weird science. I'm not sure. And then there was another guy named Upgrade. Okay. It was really good. So that was a good show. And it's interesting, uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, how, and Chuck, I'd be interested to see if the market is like this up in New York for stuff. Like Sunday shows, keep the expectations low. I mean, there's probably 70 people there, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. For a Sunday, like a, you know, a show that starts at seven with like four acts on the bill. Uh, Peace to DJ Addict. Yeah. Who are you? For backing me on it. And we were both pleasantly surprised by the amount of people. I think um, as we get older, it's probably, um, you know, Sunday is like notoriously industry night. So right. as you get older and more people have settled into like, yeah, I'm a bartender or waiter or cook or whatever, you're appealing to all those people that a lot, there isn't a ton of options on those nights too. So it works in your favor. Whereas at 23 years old, a Sunday night show was kind of. Right. Yeah. I could stay home and have sex with a new person or I could go see a show. That'll be terrible. I remember us having a flyer. It was your show, but I, I was playing. I think it was like the right here release party, and the flyer said, yes, it's a Sunday. Right, yeah, at DC9. <laughs> um, so, and then this past Sunday, Steve mm. uh, of the Chrome Bills podcast, mm. please subscribe. Share please. with your friends and enemies. Uh, you and Max. Where is it available? Who show. are you? It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. You guys were kind enough to back me as we opened up for a guy named Prof of Rhymesayers. So what I've been trying to do is keep my eye on certain venues, take a look at the shows they have coming up, and cherry pick the ones that I want to do. It's a little industry secret mm. in case people haven't figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd hit the venue up. I was like, I love Prof. want to be part of this. So then it was him, DJ Fundo. Who was fun? He was he was an awesome dude. Really he was good true DJ. True to the name. True yeah. to the name. Really yeah. good DJ. Was he fun though? Yeah, <laughs> he was great. And then uh, so Mike uh, Milan from Micklin. Well, so I kept thinking it was Micklin, and oh. then when I read his bio, uh -huh. I, I thought it said pronounced M E E L A W. -N. Okay, sure. So of Doomtree. Unfortunately, he was sick, and you know, respect you. I, I when we opened up last Valentine's Day for Doomtree and Open Mike Eagle, mm -hmm. Mike Milan's song "Clapped" was this. I remember that more than anything else from that night. Mm -hmm. uh, it was awesome. So I was disappointed that he wasn't able to make it this past Sunday, but obviously, totally understood. He's sick. He's got some health issues. So uh, respect to him, and I, I hope you feel better soon. So he was replaced by a guy named Metasota, who. Is dope as shit. His biggest claim to fame, I would be, is that he's one of two people that I know of to beat idea in a battle um, a long time ago. So he's homies with Prof, brought him out. It was great. It was a good time. I was happy to see most of the people that were there. Right. I'll put it like that. Right. Um, Prof is a, was, ridic was ridiculous. Yeah. He's might as well be a stand-up comedian. Joe. Right. Right. Like he was busting out funny-ass jokes left and right. It really has a good control over the crowd. Well, so know? to that to that point, in terms of control of the crowd, there was a girl that was so obnoxious. At, at one point, I turned to you. I was like, the, I thought she the was a plant. Well, the way that they had their reaction, 
it was just so seamless and perfect. Right. So I turned to you. I was like, do you think that was planned? And you were like, I think she's a plant. You know, like at a venue where it's loud. And I was like, wow, I hadn't even thought of that. But then as the obnoxiousness progressed, right. it became, I was like, either she's she a plant going, ro- going rogue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she had gone rogue. But they, she was screaming at him like, what like I can't take your picture? You're so fucking white, right? Yeah, something like that. Like you're, sort you're... of a fucked up thing to say, but he he handled it so well. And then I remember talking to Fundo afterwards. I was like, "Do you know? Do you have things planned out?" He's like, "We're just so in sync that we're able to be in the moment, in the moment, in the uh, moment, yeah. and just react accordingly." Yeah. And he'll have different like things on his MPC or turntables that he's triggering, and he's just very quick with it in response to the crowd. It was it's interesting seeing a guy like that. And then watching, like, when I've seen video of my set, I was like, there's a significant difference in his showmanship. I'm sure it's a result, a lot of it, of just doing a lot of shows, you know, but when I, I, you know, it's like when I see somebody who's better at basketball, I'm like, I I, I can recognize that. His material is way different than your material. Uh, True. But here, it's funny, because I'd first, so he was part of a thing called Stop House in uh, Minnesota. And that was sort of like his come up label, and then eventually became so big that Rhyme Series picked him up. Um, but the first song that really grabbed my attention from him was this song called "Myself," and it's sort of like a really deep look into you know his past and all kinds of things. And then you know, ninety nine percent of his stuff is just fun and, and getting fucked up and getting laid and stuff like that. But he's definitely one of those dudes that is just super technical as an MC yeah. and has infused his own personality into it. He's actually done some stuff with Tech Nine. I listened to and the, the song two yesterday. of those guys that they should make a record together. Yeah. yeah. You know? He I can guess. do that st- that chopping style pretty, right. pretty well. He's, right. he's proficient in that. Right. You know? He is an artist and he's sensitive about his shit. I was just about to say if any sensitive about my shit. Any Chrome Bills fans don't know who Tech Nine is, that's the reference. Speaking <laughs> of which I need to hook up the soundboard. Yeah, well, I was gonna say where's it been? Uh, it's been, been lazy. It. We all got I, we all got lazy. Well, mine it's I, you know, I have to leave it on. It's not right. the most uh, sophisticated yeah. piece of equipment. I should probably get a, a sampler that will allow me to turn it off. I gotta and think they made some all improvements to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, all right, we're gonna build uh, RAM in this sampler, but no hard drive. Like yeah, how, this is how, the, how difficult can it be at this point? How much are to all my replays? old school heads? This would be the Gemini. Let me pull the model number. Yeah, it's a it's a nine oh nine, right? It's a DS one two two four. Oh, shout shit. out to Cam One and the homeboy Stevie I. Oh, money, derelict. He gave that to you? No, but I know both of them have the same piece of equipment. Okay, and that's at least at least did around the year two thousand. Let's put In it that the way. Year 2000. It's blinking. Does that mean it's dying? Or yes, need a chart. Okay, um, so another show that I. Sampler. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I also went out and saw B. Dawn of Strange Famous Records. Who are you? Former guest of the show, current and always friend of the show. Did he talk about his appearance com- on the show? Um, he was coming no. on today, no? He teased us? Well, so I, so I went and saw a show, and it was interesting because it was on a Wednesday night. Uh, I thought the promoter made a decision that I didn't agree with. Um, I had asked him to be on that bill, but since... I had already opened up for the sadistic bill or agreed to do that. He was like, I think they're too close. I was like, I think that you're wrong, and I would still bring people. <laughs> but um, So talking to B. Dolan afterwards, I was like, you're playing on Friday. You have a day off Thursday, and I know that days off during a tour are uh, they're more than gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, but the offer's there. If you want to come by the, the place where we record this, 
you know, I'll text you and the rest of the world Steve's address. Come, make a lot of noise as you're coming through the door. Yeah. Just reek of cigarettes. Wake up some children. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, I'll say this too, you know, as I was saying about prof and sort of the professionalism, the showmanship that you see, not the greatest turnout and that wasn't B. Dolan's fault and it didn't affect his performance at all. If anything, I felt like he sort of up He turned it up. Yeah, he yeah. turned it up for sure. <laughs> at one point he was like, do you all want to turn up? And I, the first thing that came to me, I was like, for what? And he actually laughed. I was like, good. I, I'm glad he didn't think I was talking shit to him. <laughs> turn up. That's the first thing I thought of. Peace to Height. Uh, who's a Baltimore MC? He was the other opening act. Um, it's a cool dude. He has a podcast too called Heights World. So check that out. Okay. But only after you've checked out all of our episodes. I was going to say, you're going to start, some, start yeah, some radio yeah. beef? Don't get, yeah. We're Don't. trying to get to Joe Rogan level here? Yeah. Does he talk shit to a lot of people? No, never. Okay. No. Hey, well, he's certainly got enough time to do so because every episode's three hours long. 785 <laughs> episodes. Well, how about, how about your boy, me? I'm going to plug this. Uh, going on another podcast to do an interview and clocking right. in at seventy-five minutes. I really enjoyed it though. <laughs> I did. Going. Shout outs to those. Shout outs to those guys. Um, Robo Ham Radio. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was actually laughing out loud because the one dude's mic'd up really nice, and it sounds like the other guy, the right. guy who doesn't have a job, is just chilling on the couch smoking an herb or something. Yeah, and I, he's like, he's like, he's like, but you know, I think Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest is really into like metaphysics and like. The occult, and I was like, "What? Really? I don't. I never got that." There were several instances where he, he, he would ask a question off mic like this, uh-huh. and Chuck, you could tell he couldn't hear him, and would just like, "Like, yeah." So, like, I'll just keep expounding on the answer that I just gave to the previous question. <laughs> yeah, well, it was tough because I, I will say that one was a call in, and uh, you know, I might want to trade some notes notes with those guys about how we do the this intergalactic sitting uh-huh. in the same room thing right but uh it was very easy to hear like the what i would call the main host and a little bit more challenging to hear the other guy so when i listened to it on the playback i was like four or five times that i just trudged through you just you just did it but dude Keep all, it all in all though all in all i felt like it, it was a really enjoyable listen and let I, us let us not give our listenership the interview the impression that the interview is not worth checking out. It's on Verbal Ham Radio. Yeah, it's a podcast available on iTunes. It's great listen. I laughed out loud a few times. Did you? Do you I remember did. anything anything in particular? That's what I'm saying. He was talking okay. about like the the origins of Verbal Ham, and the dude was talking about like the occult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I was the first guest. They've done 38 episodes. A lot of no. them with guests to pull the reference. Oh. Uh, speaking of tree of life and throw away the verbal ham. Speaking of origins, I, I always get a kick out of the story, and I think you probably you must have told the story on on this here podcast, Chrome Bills. Uh-oh. Uh oh, the origin of K chromosome. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't. If I haven't told it, was that uh, it was a nickname given to me in not a flattering way uh, while we were freestyling. You know, the word <laughs> in the late nineties, the word Kirk. the Kirk out. Was not okay. a in that context was not positive. It's like, yo, why are you always bugging out? Why are you always kirking off this shit? And it's like the last person I would think that kirks on a regular basis yeah, would be you're Chuck. The least likely to kirk out. Did you make a conscious decision to change that, or did you, it just something you grew out? Or was that guy just that annoying? Uh, no, no. I think it was. I mean, we're all very different from ages like sixteen yeah. to twenty-one. Yeah. And so, yeah, me, me at 16, you know, I was probably a little bit more high strung uh, over time. I guess it was a conscious effort, but I mean, 
I feel like Cole's known me since what oh two. Right. Feel like I'm pretty much the same guy. And a little bit yeah. more gray hair, a little bit sharper on the mic, but other than that, same guy. But calm, yeah, calm. Like you're not someone who I, I would think would flip out. Although I, you might have beef with this, the newest member of different styles, mm. uh, for sort of giving your name, throwing sh- throwing a little shade on your name, Captain if you will. Kirko? No, KKK chromosome. Oh God. <laughs> Do you remember at the University of Maryland when I was incorrectly right. accused of? Hey. Using the N word with a hard ER. Right. <laughs> That's a reference to the, uh, what is that? The disaster, the the disaster the Iron Solomon battle where he goes, oh, wow. Hardy Har. Hard. You about as racist as the N word with the hard ER. <laughs> but no, but I was, I was accused of saying that when I said, I'm the fattest thing in here that didn't come out of McDonald's because we were battling in a food court. And, uh, they, the Maryland, which has, I believe, the most popular college newspaper in the country, like world-renowned journalism school, Connie Chung, Norm Chad, the, na- yeah. the list goes on and on and on. Who uh, are pr- you? Probably Steve's wife that now hey works yo. for ESPN. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name again? Lindsay Zarniak. <laughs> Lindsay Zarniak. Yeah, she's probably from there, too. But the, where I was going with this is that they did an article. Well, hold on. I might cut up. They did an article about how there was this reaction to people thinking I had said the N-word. And they started it by spelling my name capital K dash capital K Romazone. And I was just like, yo, why don't you just throw the third one in and paint a triangle hat on myself? Right. (laughs) I remember also some dude was like dissing your shoes and you're like, you want to shine them? And people were booing. I was like, look, man, like... You're going to be talking to black people if you're in MC battles. So th- there's certain <laughs> things that we just got to let. Said gonna you got to rec- you got to recognize that they're not <laughs> racist. Shock. I did. Yeah. By the way, I had some dirty ass <laughs> kicks back in the day. My shoe game was <laughs> stutteragalin and I got clubbed pretty hard at battles. So I was doing a process of elimination of which ways to come back on on people. That was the time I used do you want to shine them? Against an African gentleman, and you know, I kind of scratched that one just to, yeah, to avoid any confusion. But it wasn't right. Straight from Africa? No, I don't oh, think okay. so. Well, I mean, we all are when you really get down to it. True. So uh, check this out. So, <laughs> to that point about the the kicks, Scribble Jam. There's one because uh, God forbid. I always think it's interesting when atheists say God forbid. By the way, but God forbid someone post footage of me during my like uh, highlights in like the D.C. or Baltimore battles. There's a uh, video from Scribble Jam where I'm battling Alias, and he's like, he says something. He's like, "You got those fucking Nike boots from 1980," and like the camera just zooms in, and it's a perfect shot of like my beat up <laughs> ass. So the cameraman actually yeah. dissed you. Just like, and people, like everyone goes nuts on the line. It's funny though, because I was like, "Yo, like Chuck, you remember being at Scribble Jam? Like that was not the place to wear like a fresh pair of Jordans because you were outside. It was like dirty as fuck. <laughs> right? Yeah, you were literally walking literally around dirt. hot and sweaty. Yeah. You're about it's compacted dirt, like compacted yeah. clay. Yeah. Is with the, the back of Annie's oh, is, so and sometimes it may rain. There are photos of it raining. So yeah, you're bringing out your shitty gear. You know what I'm thinking of too, Chuck? One year, I, I th- maybe I had bad luck with uh, shoes at Scribble Gym because the first year when you, me, and Artemis went, uh, I stepped in dog shit, like walking <laughs> back to the hotel, 
And I remember leaving my shoes in like a plastic bag outside of the room, and I think I eventually threw them away. But I don't remember. I did, it's not like I bring two pairs of shoes when I go places. I don't know what the hell I wore. Could you get on an airplane is that, barefoot? Is that even true now? Yeah, you could, Would you yeah. still travel now on a long weekend with one just the shoes you're wearing? Hell no. I so I'm going do to Florida it. next week. By the time our audience hears this, I'll I gotta always ready. pack that one extra for like emergency or just because there might be dog shit. It might be doo doo. <laughs> it might be doo doo. <laughs> I it, for whatever reason, it's just you roll with two. Okay, that's a good thing. I'm bringing at least three. What if I wore? Yeah, Steve's, on my shoe, left Steve's like, what about my leather kicks for at night? Steve I has like multiple pair, pairs of shoes. Pair. Okay. In one I, need day. More sho- I need more shoes. Let's actually. say you're going on uh, a social uh, vacation for three days. You still bring three pairs of shoes? I would probably bring two in the bag and, okay. wear and have one. Two on in feet. the bag. Two in the two bag. Two in the bag, kid. You need the kicks. You okay. need your like. You need your sneakers. Some wallies. Then you need like dress shoes for jeans. Okay. And then maybe the third is like a flip flop. Okay. I, I'm not big on dress shoes. Not maybe I'm like no like sneaker boots or something like that. Okay. You got or sneaker you have like boots. those leather you got like oh, the brown I'm leather sneakers that still have the kinda, white sole. My sneaker boot boot sneaker game is crazy. <laughs> Yo, that sounds like a it's like sneaker boots. Sneaker sneak boots. boots. Like it's like a day lock cover. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a song called The Kirk Out. Actually, the Kirk Out. If we can bring it back okay. a couple minutes ago. All right. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I feel like you might be in my top mm, five of best dressed people. That I'm friends with. Oh, wow. I you know, that. Steve? Yeah. Steve. I appreciate that. I'm Chuck, not, I feel I'm like I, even, I, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. So maybe you'd crack Chuck, Chuck, Chuck dress is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've stepped my game up. I mean, in New York, you know, you have to. You have to find some lane. Actually, my shoe, I used to think that people that were really into shoes were like missing the boat to some extent. And now I've realized it's like the easiest part of your wardrobe to ha- put your own spin on it without it being too flashy, if that makes any sense. It's like the way to show your style uh, subtly. So I've literally thrown out every pair of sneakers that I owned before I moved to New York. And I think I own at this point 11 different pairs of Pumas. Wow. <laughs> like I different. My Puma Pumas? Game, really? My, P- Pumas. my Puma suede classics down to leathers uh, are just all over the place. Different wow. colors, yeah. different textures. Different flavor some profiles. Splatter you go, paints. You want a beer? I do. All right. I, uh, there's only one I'll wear New Balances But like in the 990s Cause my uh, feet are fucked up But they're like $150 it's, I, I, I spend more money on sneakers than, than probably anything else And I don't even have Fly sneakers That's the, the real root of mine Is that You know in uh, New York just eats up shoes Cause you walk so much Right And uh, Pumas are between 50 and $70 But they still look fresh as shit The first yeah. time you wear them Yeah you can go through <laughs> you know, them That's so fine So like Nine months later You're like fuck it Another great pair so I told you this story a couple of weeks ago at work. Someone was like, you don't look 37. I was like, how old do I look? They're like, nah, 35. <laughs> so, <laughs> along those lines, uh, this dude at work was like, you know, like as long as people aren't walking around like khaki pants and gray New Balances, and I shit you not, I look down <laughs> and I'm, I'm wearing exactly that. <laughs> My shirt was tucked in though. Yo, for some reason, and it just happened recently. All right, so let's talk about milestones in leaving old fashion behind. So I think okay. it was... 2014 or 2015 where i was like all right i'm ditching all my cargo pants i think that was probably like 2014 but then the summer of 2015 i was like i'm still pulling off these cargo shorts and it's just like i walk around so much outside and look at people and i was like yeah every other dude that's that's wearing these is like 
older than I am and on the way <laughs> to Walmart. Like this is a bad look. So then I finally had to to ditch both of those. And now just recently I've I've phased out the khaki pant altogether. I feel like it's 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 a chicken or the egg situation. It's a cargo pocket or the pack of cigarettes situation. Do you start bringing <laughs> more stuff because you have the pockets? You know what I mean? That's true. When I had cargo pants, I used to roll with my inhaler and right. the pack of cigarettes. Right. I'm like, I got fucking like <laughs> cough drops. It's July. What the hell am I doing? Like, I don't know where my lungs are going tonight, but I'm prepared. I always feel like that. That's another thing too about clothing. When I throw something on, I'm like, look, like the the last time I'm gonna look at this is in the morning when like I see myself in the mirror. After that, like I really, I should care more. I just don't. I'm apathetic about the wrong things and too intense about the right things. I feel like Steve, on the other hand, he finds he takes his time finding some clothes because he knows they're gonna get some burn. <laughs> I know, that's one hundred one hundred percent. You're gonna catch me in the same shit all the time. No doubt. I don't. I don't even live in the same state as you. You know what I'm gonna wear that every time. Uh, that obey shirt. Oh, that oh, thing I get is getting in. some life. Oh, this show get gets. A, I mean, this shirt gets a lot of burn. You're funny. Do you think you'll ever have? All right, so. <laughs> but I he got, kills it. Everything that he wears, I got a, a lot, couple kids, man. I can't be buying a bunch of shirts all no, the time. Pff, oh, dude, I got the. I bought the. Uh, I got the uh, Caucasian shirt coming in. Oh, okay. the the one that looks yeah. like the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians. Yeah. I should have got one of those. Yep. Actually, when you get it, can you tell me if it's uh, very soft, like a terry cloth, like if it's like yep. a chrome bill shirt, or if it's just a shitty shirt? That that was actually my number one concern in ordering it. Is that, by the way, is the shirt underneath your sweatshirt, the red one peeking out, is that a Chrome Bill shirt? No, this is the PBS shirt that I got. Oh, the one up on the High Line in New York. That's a good shirt. Easy. You know all my shirts. I got the gray one, but it shrunk, and it was never as fresh as the red. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, I don't Steve already has the red one. But, you know, we could have coordinated. I'll text you in the morning if we're going to be together. Yo, you wearing the PBS? It's actually like even the gr- if we somehow I was wearing the gray one and you had the red. We're still two people wearing the same shirt. Look like we're about to go let's have a pickup pick basketball What's game. What's worse? <laughs> it w- would it be worse if you were wearing the same color? Same, same color is worse. Okay. Okay. I almost feel like it's excusable because like, if you walked, if you... If he pulled up to your house to pick you up, okay, and you're wearing the same color, right. you'd be like, "All right, I'm going to go in and change." No pants. But if you, <laughs> that's a given. But if you're wearing different colors, you're just like, "Ah, fuck it, we'll split the difference." Right. You know, or I'll stand on one side of the room, you stand on the other. <laughs> I went to a party like three weeks ago, and we walked in. There were probably not a huge party, but there was like ten people there when I walked in. And right away, one of my boys, one of my really good friends, uh, and I was with my girl. He's like. Damn, you guys have the exact same outfit on down to the shoes. And, and like apparently Jay and I had left the house wearing pretty much the same thing and hadn't noticed. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like it was give me give me give me details on that cuz that's uh I'm not sure who's crossing like a, gender boundaries on that one you or her. No, I mean it was a simple but it was like a a light gray plain shirt. Uh pleated skirt. Black black pants and black sneakers. <laughs> Pumps. Pumps. Uh-oh. Yeah. What do you? All right, so I, I had the, just shaved, you know, baby face coming out. What do you think of the thing in North Carolina where they're just like, "Nut gays get nothing. Go to the bathroom where God intended you to." Have you heard about that? 
Didn't the NBA, I think, I think I uh, Kurt Schilling canceled. has an opinion on that, I believe. Yeah, he got shit-canned. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right when I'm, I saw that he got it, fired, I was like, wait, isn't that the guy that tried to start a company to battle EA Sports and lost like $50 million with it? Right. He's pr- job, he's Kurt. really good at decision making. You know what he should do? Run his own Facebook page. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not it's not gays though, right? It's L- it's people who identify as the opposite sex. T. No, I thought it's they the were T. It's transgender. I thought but I thought the legislation was that they were businesses were allowed to deny service to people based on their sexual orientation. Okay. Including transgenders but also <laughs> gay, lesbian. I'm I consider myself Okay. Extremely liberal, progressive. Yeah. This this one threw me for a loop. Yeah. I, it was hard for me to wrap my head around it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the South is it's for all intents and purposes a different country. When you say hard for you to wrap your head around it, and you're liberal and it threw you for a loop, as in, okay, so if you're you sympathizing have, with it, or you're you're I just you can't don't believe someone's d- that discriminating. No, I don't think it's. Would you say it's discriminating if you have a penis and you go to a bathroom where people also have penises? Right. Like that's not discriminating. <laughs> like, Logic aside, I'm not sure this is good for the podcast. Okay, all right. you're right. <laughs> no, you're I'm probably right. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, but I, uh, yes, I mean, I think that that How about Black Lives Matter. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, no, I, think, I think that I'm that like, is the like like no. This is the touchiest <laughs> subject, right? Because no pun intended. Because yeah. saying you know, get <laughs> the the gay or straight argument. I mean, you know, yes. you're on the wrong side of history if you're like, I don't like people that like people of the same sex it's like uh sure. yeah you're uh, just a bigoted asshole i do right. think that as the the lbg very straightforward the t very muddy <laughs> wait that's the other thing like if I, I, I feel who's in charge of con- like what is there like a, a person stationed in the bathroom like nah, that's what throw that's nah. what threw me for a loop you gotta go right let me see that bc and i don't mean big cock i mean birth certificate <laughs> Like if you're a girl, okay. So say well, no, but birth certificate's weird because if you've had a formal sex change, you can go in and use the urinal. Yeah, yeah, right. But how would you (laughs) test that? You would have to have somebody be like, "All right, man, let me see your stuff." Like, wow, show them. (laughs) They're like, that looks like it. That's not a real insert genitalia. And my thing is, if you actually (laughs) right, but if you actually went through and had that surgery. Fuck! You can use my bathroom, like you know, because you're, like, com- you're committed to the cause. You are committed to okay. that. Chrome Bill but South, you, right? Okay, so say say you're a woman and you're using the bathroom, right? And there's a a guy. He's a truck driver, but he thinks he's a woman, and he okay. goes in and he's had a bunch of big gulps and yeah. coffee, and he just starts blowing up the right. the stall next to you, right? You know, I want to. I, I would. I'd be like, yo, I don't want to take discrimination one step further. Because I really, the, the main thing is when when that big truck driver is in the stall next to you and you didn't see who went in there, and right. he gives one of those throat clears and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to take discrimination like, one step further. I feel like there should be, like, so I work in the federal government, like a huge building. There's just like. Big, huge people. I'm like, you ought to... And I don't mean like six, seven. I right. mean, they're, they're, they're going the other way. They're horizontally challenged. I'm like, I, you should, weigh, it, weigh 350. Yeah. 56 waist. You, Shout out my dog. 350, 356 waist. I'm like, you should have your own bathroom. Right. And I don't... But I almost feel like... 
on some Costanza, sh- Costanza shit. I want to do something at work where so I'm like, I'm being shaming. discriminated. You're fat shaming right now, right? Mm, to sure. a certain extent. I've been hairy shamed, you know? Everybody's got to live with it. Yeah. I, well, here's the other thing, too. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with what they're with who they are or how they are. Right. I do not want to share facilities with someone who's going to walk in and, like, be spilling all, all over the toilet. They're fluids. Yeah. I, okay. Is sweat like, a fluid? Fat lives matter. Right. I'm d- okay. <laughs> but can can we just say this? If somebody says, "Okay, you have a penis and or a vagina," you're going to use that sp- type of bathroom. That's not discriminating. That's just that's a fact, right? I think it's more. I think this is one of the more. It's interesting how it sh- it, it shines a light on clickbait and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think the bathroom part of the legislation is actually a pretty small part of it. Okay. I think it's more along the lines of like it started didn't it start with somebody who ran like a cake company was like we're not going to make a cake for your gay wedding. Okay. Well then, then you're just yeah. a dick. Yeah. I mean yeah, then yeah. you're just a dick no pun intended. But right. the <clears throat> the fact is <laughs> it is one of those times where the slippery slope <laughs> argument holds a little bit more leverage than other times because I remember a story like 10 years ago about a guy who was such a perv that he hid inside the inside the where you sit in an outhouse so okay. that he could look up as women used it. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did it, was there a barrier? Was there like a membrane? No, he was just he was like, I'll goods? sit in shit to see some, Man, you know. That is disgusting. Talk about dedication to the cause. Oh, right. my God. So that's the far extreme. But, you know, there is, yeah. isn't there the potential for someone to just be like, yo, no, I identify this way. And just then they're going to be, go just in to be, a be creepy. Just to be a perv. Right, I, it's a tough. I mean, it's uh, at least at least a show like Chrome Bills can admit it's a it's a complicated issue. Well, that I think, also, right, it's ex, it's extremely complicated. And I, I think the three of us are probably not are, are, are let me too, say this too dumb to be able to like, wrap our heads around. Because I was with a, someone who's like a a friend of a friend that is like a yeah. bleeding bleeding heart liberal, okay. and his wife is pregnant, and they were like, someone asked me what the gender of the baby was, and I was like. I'll let them decide. And he was like so proud of that answer. And I was like, all wow. right. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Bump <laughs> your brakes, buddy. Yeah. It's not like choosing between what God you believe in. Wait, why wouldn't you just tell him, oh, it's a boy? Or it's a well, g- no, meaning that, you know, your sex is one thing, but your gender is a decision for this what gets you to the po- oh, This wow. gets to the point I that I was going to make. That. I don't know that the percentage of people that are experiencing sexual identity issues or the people that need a fucking service dog... I don't know if the percentage of that group of people is <laughs> high enough. Lump people with the service. Well, check this out. Check this out. There's a person at my work who I always see with a service dog, and it, I eventually found out it's for anxiety. You know why I always see them? Because the person's outside smoking cigarettes all fucking which causes day. anxiety. And I was like, dude, what? Who are you kidding with this shit? And my point being, yeah. what percentage of these people are just narcissistic assholes <laughs> that just do crazy behaviors to get attention? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the people that need to be nipped in the butt. I, somebody should be like, nope, nope, nope. You're not going to act like this. You're going to fucking like be a contributing member of society no to way the to, extent that you're no, possible. There's no way to to legislate that or that's to the be problem. able to monitor for all the they got for all the things that are legislated. We can't legislate people selfishly corroding society. That's absurd. That's a judgment call. All right, but so what percentage do you think it like you think it's higher than fifteen? I don't, how many? I don't know how many, I mean, percentage-wise, how many transgendered or people who identify are there? Like, right. Do we have, I have no idea. We'll do, we'll get, we'll get, hey, get the intern on that. 
the cat knows. KKK chromosome. Well, even as up. even as I learned though on John <laughs> Oliver the other night is that five percent five percent of the adult population is still over ten million people in the U.S. Right. Wow. And, hey, they're talking about the people that whose credit reports are wrong. I want and, there and to the be people, a- the big credit people were like, it's it's only about five percent. You know what? We're not factoring in like probably how incredibly difficult it is just to live your everyday life with a, a sexual part on your body that you don't identify that with. you don't like right so well find we could me probably a, cut him a cut him a deal all right fine find me a person <laughs> you that know what i mean like let's find me a person se- that, i was gonna do a self self-deprecating joke and be like speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> find me a person that doesn't have an aspect of their body that they're not completely satisfied satisfied with right it's i think it i'm all for i hope there's a gay president one day like when the air the Rumors were flying around that Aaron Rodgers was gay. I was like, I fucking hope so. Ten years from now, I don't want to still be talking about what a big deal it is that someone's gay. Right. Just like I don't want to talk about what a big deal it is that someone goes home and smokes a joint. There's bigger problems, yeah. like traffic lights. Hey, give me this. L L G B T. Uh-huh. What's the what's the first letter that becomes a president? Lesbian. What does B stand for? Bisexual? And you're basing that on this year's election? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I just, what I think. It, what does B stand for? I, look, it, uh, bi. bisexual. Yeah, then it'll be bi. Look. Well, that's I, true. We probably already a, had a bi president. I'm sure that's going to come a, out. What, what, well, you, have, what you have in your pants and what you want in your mouth <laughs> has no effect on your ability to be a corporate shill. And that's all the president is. Not Bernie. Yeah, please. I'm fuck, I'm fucking, please listen I'm to Ber- right. listen to Bernie Sanders talk about the finance. It sounds like a kindergartner explaining how to color within the lines. Respect due to him, and respect to everybody jumping behind him. I, they're all they're all fucking. You think they're all crazy? They're all, well crazy, absolutely. Yeah, I think for the most part they're all incapable. I, Hillary Clinton's the only one. I'm like, you're the only one that would show up to work and like have any idea what to do on the first day. You know what I mean? Donald Trump would. I, he'd be like. He'd go to the fucking circus. What would he do? Bernie Sanders, I feel like the same kind of thing. And by the way, he's taking some money from folks. Bernie has? Yeah. Let's, let's not act like that hasn't happened. He's been in, he's been in politics for long enough. I want to run for president. <laughs> How about that? It's the next, end, next concept end, album. End segment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually wrote down... A conversation about discrimination we're not qualified to have. So I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing Cole running for president and them doing background on him, and it all being weird statements that came out in freestyles. Mm. Right. And he's like, uh, "They're like, hide your kids." They're like, like "Oh, hey, we kid, found we fu- found one moment where he was like, uh, and I quote, I'll take my salad with balsamic, and I'm gonna put my balls on it.'" <laughs> It just flashed to me, but I said it, G. (laughs) Fuck it. I do. uh, When I watch House of Cards and every scene, they're like, can we get a Cobb salad in here? And they're like on Air Force One. I want to become president just to order food wherever I am and whatever I want at any time. That'd be the first thing I would do if I got a shit ton of money. Forget any future kids I might have, my lovely bride to be. I would get a personal chef, but just for me. Oh, solid. You know what I mean? Chuck, you you guys watching Bronson? Fuck, that's delicious. Oh, dude, uh, I have gone in. I I actually found out that on On Demand, they have, even have episodes up there that haven't aired yet, so I think I've officially seen the first season. Nice. I watched the first two, I think. Maybe just the first one. But either way, 
It's pretty entertaining, right? I want to see if you have the same feeling as me. Who's the who's the best person out of the crew, including Bronson on the show? The best person in terms of like who's the funniest person? Yeah, I base it all on humor. Oh, um, I think Mayhem Loren is pretty funny. That's where I was going. To okay. me, to me, it's like there had to be a play-by-play guy. So Bronson like stepped up and. They're following him around, and he'll be like, "Oh, look at this food!" But yeah. you know, the color commentator, the guy, I think the guy the bringing the flyer, bringing the fire is Mayhem Loren, and and Bess is kind of corny. Bess kind of corny, and then Alchemist is he just has way book. too zooted. Alchemist has actually been on Chrome Bills <laughs> 102. He just hasn't really leaned into the mic yet. How you doing, Alan? I'm good, man. Yo, I'm fresh. <laughs> Dude, he looks like. He could, I mean, I, you obviously see him out in the sunlight, but he never, he's always like, <laughs> looks like he just came out of a, right. a dungeon or something. Right. Dude. Right. Well, the, another story that Chuck told uh, when he was on the Verbal Ham Radio uh-huh. uh, interview was about the House of Pain, so uh, the, the hooligans, yeah, yeah, the hooligans. show where, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this aspect of where Danny Boy got arrested. Oh, and then I did, they yeah. shined a light on the cops and they were like, <laughs> Did you tell that? I know you told that story on here. Did you tell that part of it? I told I didn't that, remember part, that of part of it. Yeah, that's crazy. The fuck the police. That's it's that kind of shit. That, uh, it needs to be charged. Oh, all right. I'm sure he was like backstage, like pissing in a corner, and they're like, "This is unjust." I was like, "No, right. it's right. totally deserved." Corner, yeah. yeah, calm down. It's 1994. You can't smoke weed in public. <laughs> no. So as you go deeper into that season, like of uh, uh, fuck that's delicious. There's yeah. Uh, no spoilers, right? Because it's just a show that you know. It's not plot driven. I don't so think it's a plot driven. Th- yeah, show. there's an episode where Bronson is sick, so just Mayhem, Loren, and Alchemist go out, and the two of them are at dinner and they're having banter, and he gives them like this type of wine to taste. Uh, Mayhem, Loren gives it to the Alchemist, and he makes like a real sour face, and he looks at him laughing, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, "You made me, <laughs> you made beats for Mob Deep, and you make that face when you taste wine." And it was like wow. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like I read it back like four times. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Can I bring up something? Uh, by the time this airs, yeah. this will be this will sunk into the public conscious. And right? Are you, uh, Prince passed. Rest in peace. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. I feel like that something. You know, definitely an influential person on all the people that we're into. Um, I, it, it's interesting now with social media to immediately see every like fucking like Hannah Storms like rest in peace to Prince. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Hannah what? Storms like I always fuck with Fife Dog. You're like, really? Did you really? Were you really down with Fife Dog like that? Right. Although that traffic guy was killing the one who was. Like, he did. Is it? Yeah. Like infectious with the slow mo. Right. I, but that being the case, it's been a ba- it's been a bad year. Yeah. You know, um, David but, Bowie. But yeah, I feel that. What's that? David Bowie too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's been a it's been a bad year. People passing like Sean Sean, Sean Price, Price or whatever, Sean or maybe that was last year. But either way, like it feels like in the past twelve months, a lot of artists have passed away. Yeah, and yeah, for me, it's like, am I really? How am I paying uh, homage to them? Right by posting on on Instagram. Right. Like, is that I? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's people I wasn't. I wouldn't say that I actively disliked, but I just was not a huge fan of their music, and I'm not going to be disrespectful. Like, oh, just to get more followers, you know, I'm going to shout this person out. It's cool. Um, DJ J-Rock of the Beat Junkies 
was posting up like all this rare Prince right. Prince records right today. So that was I, interesting to see. You know, I'd people weren't putting like you know Purple Rain and, and shit like that. Right, posting like super rare stuff. I'd forgotten how good the the Charlie Murphy story about him killing them in hoops. Shoot you the jumper. I mean? Shoot yeah. it. Yeah, pancake bitches. <laughs> when he served him pancakes. No, it says the best line is he goes game blouses. Right. <laughs> This bores me. I want to be in a. I want to get to a point in my life where I can say that, and people have to react accordingly. There's a pretty good uh, LP out there. It's like a compilation of really good Minnesota funk. Okay. I'll have to. I'll post it to to the Facebook page or something. Absolutely. It came out a few years back. Somebody had gone through and like dug out all this like late '70s, early '80s funk from Minnesota. I will say this: I'm as guilty of it as either of you, but yeah. I've noticed we do this a lot. We're like, "Well, we'll, we'll post that on the Chrome Bill's It'll Facebook never happen. page." No, that's fine. Nothing yeah, happens. I might have done it once. Ask me for it. Yeah, but uh, that being the case, all of our listeners check out the Facebook page. Yeah, it's it's kind of a waste at this point. It's a glorified email. I, no, I think the Facebook. I think Facebook is still good for do you for thirty somethings like us. Is that because Mark Zuckerberg's got a zucchini up your ass right now? <laughs> Say it, Steve. <laughs> a zucchini. It's, it's zucchini? certainly fading. <laughs> Who knows? It is, you think it so? Is fading. I feel like they all, you can still get a good reach on it though. Yeah, I Insta- just think the overall, Instagram. And, yeah. Overall, I feel like against the other. See, there's certain things that people routinely use now that I'm not even on. Okay. Like, Snapchat. I don't think I'm on anything more futuristic than Instagram. Although I downed Periscope or downloaded Periscope, but it was only when we were in Colorado doing freestyles for one weekend is the only right. time I ever used it. Right. And then I found um, out it all went away, and I was like, yo, fuck this. I want those freestyle videos. We were killing it. I think Facebook is necessary, but it's the least fun at this point of them. Yeah. I, Instagram can be pretty fun. It's succinct. It's got a visual and whatever text. Twitter, I I don't know. Twitter, I feel like is kind of. I think I think Instagram and Twitter are both so fleeting. Okay. Whereas Facebook, you can you can scroll through and see a history so much easier. Okay. Like I use the I I look at Facebook, like when I'm at home and actually on the computer. I use Instagram and Twitter when I'm on my phone, and then you forget everything instantly. Right. You know. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's yeah, but Twitter um, also to its advantage is that much in in the moment where the other night it was there were random fireworks going off and I could hear them outside. I was like, "Why are there fireworks?" And I just googled New York City fireworks, and you know, it, starting with 15 seconds before the first one went off, there were already all these posts, and it would be like, you know, "Why are there fireworks? Why are there fireworks? Why are there fireworks?" Someone else would write. Here's why they were. And like within 16 seconds, some dude was already like, why people blowing up my timeline talking about these fireworks in New York City? Wow. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if you, go, well, if you go in there and just search the word, you get the, yeah. like, the craziest shit. Yeah. I think it's better I remember than when there were, Yeah. When there was a bomb threat at uh, the movie theater we were at in Silver Spring, that's I, like I found out about it first on Twitter. Really? The first uh, episode that I was on of Chrome Bills, I remember I talked about, I was like, think about like turning on a light switch and how much time that saves relative to 100 years ago when you had to light like 12 candles. I feel like when Chuck was like t- 30 years ago, like, why are there fireworks? You might have like stuck your head out the window and made a new friend or like gone downstairs to see what was going on. And now instantly you're like, this is the answer. This is people's opinion about it. Back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's... 
a good or a bad thing, or if it just is what it is. Back you know to my I mean? back to my explore feed on Instagram. Meme me, <laughs> dude. That that uh, the Michael Jordan meme is. I still get a chuckle out of it. Yeah, the crying. What's the best crying one? Michael What's the best one you've seen? Of it? <laughs> dude, that one yesterday was pretty awesome. What's that? I didn't the, know. It was like the Andrew Jackson face. Right, right. Oh. The, <laughs> that Harriet Tubman's going to be on the 20 oh, now. Oh, yeah, that, that was amazing. <laughs> but it was him. I, I'm really tired of hearing people talk about how LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. It's not close to me. I don't think Curry's better than Jordan. I don't think anybody. I never saw anybody better what than about the What about the Warriors team, though? Here's all right. Like, so where do you put do you put that as assuming they went on to win the title after setting the record? Would this make them? I mean, number one is so arbitrary. Uh, like top five or first table, tier one, whatever word you want to use. Like, does that legitimize this team against all the? Who other would have a harder time squads? adjusting them to rules that allowed people to hand check, or the Bulls adjusting to rules where you weren't allowed to hand check? And I think the obvious answer is the Warriors would have a much harder time with that. The one advantage, and here's the other thing, Kerr, 10 years from now, maybe you'll put him in top five coach, but would you rather have 96 Phil Jackson or this Steve Kerr? And I mean, I, that's to take nothing away from Kerr. The only advantage I do see the Warriors having is that as a deep, I mean, dude, they bring off fucking Leandro Barbosa as like their third point guard off the bench. He's like the 10th man. He could start for Milwaukee or a bunch of teams. That is a deep fucking team. But I don't know that that makes a huge difference when you could get real physical with dudes. Hey, yo! <laughs> Chuck, what do you think? The point about adjusting is interesting because I, I agree with you. But if I play devil's advocate, it's like <clears throat> there were players on those Bulls teams. He asked you what you thought and then he left. He just totally <laughs> left. But I was going to do it for the folks at home. Cole's a dick. So there were, there were players on those teams that because of how physical the game was, like... I'm sorry, Luke Longley and probably even yeah. even Dennis Rodman yeah. in today's NBA, they're not cracking the top five of Golden State. No, no. Fuck Maybe no. Dennis Rodman because he's like such a enigmatic one of a generation player. But right, like Luke Longley, dude, Draymond, he, Luke Longley would be ding up Draymond Green. Like it's not happening. He's getting murked. Yeah, was, uh, or, Bog- or Bogut. Like you think Cartwright can fucking guard Bogut? That's the guy I was fuck. thinking of. Because Horace fuck Grant man. had game. I mean, I'll get, Horace could probably still run. Dude, Bogut's a, a he's a badass though, you know. Yeah, he's a big man that can pass the ball like that. I mean, when you find a team in the NBA that's so good offensively that they can bring their best defensive player in as a six man, I mean, yeah. most of the other squads start a dude that's just a, like a slouch, you know, Dabo Solosovic type. <laughs> 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 no, I botched that. <laughs> You're in the house with Chrome Bills. Episode 102. 102. What you gonna do? So what song you want to play off the uh, EP? Uh, what do you want to hear? I like them all equally. They're my four really? children. Really? No, uh, Simultaneous is my favorite, but I don't think it's the best to play. So I can make an argument for any of them. All right. What'd you say your favorite was? You said uh, all day and all night when you texted me. Uh, right yeah. after I put it out. Play that. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is the Avid Gamblers all day, all night. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Give a shout out to your bandmates. Bandcape. Bandcamp. <clears throat> Let's give a shout out to <clears throat> friend of the show, Angry Ben, a.k.a. Sizzleneck. Who are you? 
and Rashid T. Grooves, who is officially changing his name to Captain Romance. He will <laughs> serenade and marinate your girl with guitar solos. <laughs> He'll marinate her? <laughs> He'll marinate and serenade. He's married, though, isn't he? Yeah. Mike, check. From the left to the right and the low to the high. We got the beats and the rhymes. It's all day and all night. And I'm always wanting more. Thinking, will I live another 24? Highlighting my life and face the fact it's far night. All within the eyesight. Fireside for another day of tribe. Just waiting when the time's right. It's all day and all night. So from dawn to dusk and dusk back to dawn. Along for the ride, in fact, latching on. Sign of the times and style be the king. Rhyme strings. Reign supreme Maybe a last hope Rapid growth That you want it fast or slow Yo, I don't know Is this a rap show? I don't know All I know is the drum will be the backbone From the left to the right From the low to the high With the beats and the rhymes All day and all night From the left to the right From the low to the high With the beats and the rhymes All day and all down till there's nowhere to go but up I don't care how bad it's gone Or some other shit, tell me what tomorrow's like That's what I got my sights on when the night calls calls, calls. Treat it like a follow night Fights follow might holler cause the dollar's right Dolomite, dynamite, oversight Got you hooked like China White overnight So precise, I came with the final slice Open, wound it cut like a sharpened knife So consumed and toned to get the party right I grabbed the Guinness and I passed on Bacardi Sprite Nowadays the dopeness be all I write Otherwise, I'd have to keep it all inside Y'all can try to change your battle game plan But I know what you're gonna say before you know you're gonna say it So, from the left to the right From the low to the high With the beats and the runs All day and all should not pee in the middle of episodes. You're like, tell me what you think about this. Was it cool that I used that bathroom? I've been thinking I was thinking it's that, very clean. I was thinking it? I wanted breasts earlier today, so I didn't know if it was cool if I used that one. As the word you uh, I call back to our previous conversation about I the, currently identify as a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> I pee on I like to pee on the rocks. Pee on wildflowers. Yeah. I um, identify as a two-dicked Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this again. We'll pretend like we're coming back from the song right now. Okay. All right, and we're back. All day, was, uh, all night. All day, all night. Very impressive, as always, Chuck. Thank the fourth verse was my favorite verse. <laughs> I think there's just two, but that's, yeah. you played it twice in your head. I appreciate it. <laughs> Check. So this Chuck, has we're, been we're, Chrome Bills, episode 102. Cole, you got something before we head out? I just wanted to ask our listeners, answer this question on our Twitter, Facebook page. Email us, come to our house. It's Chrome Bills. Do you think that they would make the Crying Jordan meme if he hadn't come back and played for the Wizards? In other words, do you think people would have been like, ah, we can't disrespect MJ, won six titles? 
if he hadn't come back. But then he did come back, and you you kind of saw him play himself out a little bit. I think the baseball career was probably the... Nah, you know what? But then he came back and won three titles in a row. Yeah, maybe it's the jeans that always that people like to disrespect him about. <laughs> or the, the mustache. Jeans? Yeah, the mustache the tiny and the little jeans. Very odd stash. choice. Yeah. He dresses kind of funny, though. Yeah. He he looked high as shit at the championship oh, game. He was too. drunk as fuck. Was he drunk? Oh okay. my god! Yeah, he I honestly together, also though. think I thought that he was gonna slip up. I thought he was gonna slip up. Real Is quick. he Dolo? Who was he with? I don't know. Like, do you think people are coming up to him and talking to him at the game? Like, let me buy you a beer. I don't know. For Shemil- the Shamillionaire was the coming out. Shamil, 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 Shamal. So mm-hmm. I honestly think that outside of the Washington D.C. area, I wonder how many people even remember. They don't he played it. because there's a lot of athletes that played, you know, somewhere later on the West Coast, and I just I totally forget about them. I like, think did it's John one of those Stockton things. ever play anywhere but Utah. That's, no. that's a great. But Carl Malone played for like three teams. <laughs> oh, he was going for the chips at the end there, wasn't he? They would have won if he hadn't got hurt. I still think with the Lakers, huh? Well, if plus if Kobe hadn't gotten popped for being a bitch. Oh, is that, um, the, is that the rapier? Yeah, Larry rape Larry year. Brown swooped in and was just like, "Right here, this I guy's injured. Jordan- this guy's raping bitches. We're playing zone. Ring me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one to go out on. <laughs> Chrome Bills, subscribe, share with your friends and enemies. Episode one hundred and two, hanging with my crew. Boom. Peace, y'all. Why aren't there anything on these buttons? You know what? Hey, hey yo, yo, fuck, fuck this. this. Cold policy. Thanks, uh, T. Really? <laughs> Steve, did you, right. did you stop it or you kept it rolling? Yeah, I'm going to stop it. Okay. Stop.